Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast, hosted by Shalinda Kirby, a cervical cancer survivor, and Natalie Supes, a Crohn's warrior since 2007. Our goal is to give you proof that it's not only possible to be sick and successful, but it's possible for you. Dream big and tune in. You can also follow us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a guest on our podcast today. Her name is Marla Barr. She is a motivational speaker, a podcaster. She has Your Wellness Journey as her podcast. Digestion expert, a yogi, a wellness coach. She's basically a jack of all trades. Welcome to the podcast, Marla. Welcome. I love I love the jack of all trades because my little son's name's Jack. That works. Oh, that is Hello. How are you guys? <laughs> We're good. Uh, we're obviously, you know, just trying to get get by. And we're doing this all remotely, of course, because of social distancing. But yeah, welcome. I Thank you it. so much for joining us. It's wonderful to be with you guys. Awesome. So we'll jump right into our speed round questions. I'm ready. I need a buzzer or something. I'm like, what do I do? This is a game show. It's so funny to be, you know, we're all in our houses. We're doing nothing. We can't even see anyone. It's like, oh, I get a person. I get to talk to them. Oh, so amazing. I'm so ready. True. I'm ready. So the first one is, where are you from and what do you do? I am from Winnipeg, Manitoba, which is where we live right now. But uh, we kind of took about a 15, 16, 17 year journey where we went to Calgary. And then we were in California for about 12, 13 years of that. So we just moved home. Good time to move back home to Canada. Oh, uh, for sure. All this stuff kind of went down. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, and what do I do? Okay, well, I'm a guess a wellness coach, yogi, meditator. I talk about people's poop a lot and help <laughs> their digestion. So I guess that's kind of my bread and butter, is, which is funny because we don't really do bread or butter so much. But yeah, that's kind of the background. That's awesome. So you work with clients one-on-one -on -one and in groups? Yeah, it's mostly in big group classes that I teach. So people from all over the world join in. Um, yesterday, we were doing a class on um, the Ayurvedic uh, and Yogi Chakra points. So we talked about root energy centers and what we can use from there. My background's really heavily in science. So I kind of bring the genetics and the microbiology and what's going on in your belly into these things that we didn't think there, there was science before into, but now we're finding, oh yeah, aura, that's actually a thing. These energy points or chakras, yeah, that's actually really a thing and what we can learn from them. So yeah, they're normally big group classes with some people that are from all over the world. So yeah, it's wonderful. That's awesome. The second one is what are you sick with? Oh, what am I sick with? Well, I do not have any knock on wood chronic illnesses. I have come from a beautiful, wonderful family that has dealt their fair share of really significant illnesses over the past few decades. So coming from that, that's my background. Cancer is my background. That's you can't mm -hmm. look, you can't, I can't extend a hand in any different direction in my family and not be um, experiencing cancer. Um, both of my parents passed away, uh, my dad recently, and my mom about 15 years ago with cancer. So lots and lots of chronic illness. And that's what I deal with with my clients and significant traumas that have happened to them in their lives. So dealing with that. And yeah, I've, I've done little bouts of 
severe pain and severe injuries that have come up in the past couple of years. But myself, I am knock on knock on kale. I am <laughs> chronic injury free. That's beautiful. That's so good. I'm so happy that you've been able to go this long without a chronic illness and and hopefully change that path in your family. Mm, yep. yep. So cool. And last but not least, what is something you do every day that makes you successful? Stick to my routine, my wellness routine, understanding that I am number one. Doesn't matter that I'm a mom, doesn't matter that I'm a business owner or a partner. Understanding that if I don't take care of myself, number one, number two, and number three, I can't take care of anyone else in my life either. I love that so much. Let's dive into that a little bit more. Yes. How do you how do you balance that as as being a mom and as being a wife and and a business owner? And how do you um, prioritize yourself and put yourself number one all the time? Uh, well, I, I I was talking about this the other day and the term selfish and how we all think that it is an extremely bad term that you shouldn't use. You shouldn't use, oh, you shouldn't be selfish with yourself. But what it means is you're taking care of yourself. When we go out and we go out drinking and with friends and make decisions that we know we're going to be regretting the next day, that's not being selfish. That is, you know, I'm saying I don't like myself. I'm trying to injure myself. That's the opposite of being selfish. And really looking at what do I need? What do I need? at every minute of the day, because if I can keep my emotions listening to them, if I can keep my health in check, then especially to you, my lovely mama to be Natalie, it's you cannot give to them until you've given to yourself first. Totally. So important because this is the craziest thing. You become a mama, everyone's opening the door. Well, not that anyone's opening the door because we're all staying home right now. But if you were out on planet Earth and you were just a regular pregnant mama, everyone's opening the door. Natalie, what can we do? How can we help you? And then the second the baby is born, it's like all the attention over to the little one. And it's like, whoa, I, I need to, I'm exhausted. I'm losing my mind. I haven't slept in weeks. And now you are trying to keep this we one alive and it's just you're losing it and you have to understand me first me first me first I got to spend a good 12 years of my career I kind of took a side track I didn't know what I was doing I just kind of fell into another area of my life which I worked in wildlife conservation so it first started with elephants and I went on into gorillas and then I got to work with some wonderful big cats and and pandas and a whole bunch of things but what I got to do when I was doing that is really study how do they live? How do they thrive? How, what happens to them when they get sick? How does a giraffe chew a carrot? I want to learn from them because so many animals, they've got it right. We're still all asking the questions mm -hmm. and scratching our head. How do we be healthy? What's the new thing? There's no new thing. We've been on this planet for a gazillion years. We just have to pay attention to what's around us. And if you look at any mama out there, any gorilla mama, any tiger moms are the best. That's like, it's me, it's me, it's me. And yet once we're finished taking care of me, yep, you get some love. But we have to make sure that you are the foundation. It doesn't matter if you are a mom or not. You are a foundation. We need to make sure you are strong, you are healthy, you are solid, you are where you need to be, and then go outside. That's so deep. That's so deep. So what do you say to the mamas who maybe their husband's calling them lazy or maybe them themselves feel lazy and they just feel like 
they have so much going on and they're just trying to juggle everything. And maybe, I don't know, maybe mother-in-law or someone's just saying you're not doing enough. Like you're being selfish for, oh. yeah. Oh, well, for, so <laughs> if you, are you guys familiar with the Ayurvedic body types? And I am, yeah. Okay, yeah. So we have our wonderful vadas that are these lovely, very, they can be very emotional, very creative. They are wonderful artists and dancers and dreamers and inventors. And then we have our kaphas, which are the ones that they have to-do lists. They like structure. They like forms. They like keeping everything just as is. They do not like change. They resist change. And then you have your fiery pittas. And we are, I, I am fiery pitta. So as soon as you said that your husband or your mother-in-law was like saying, you're not doing it. <laughs> not, not I am rolling up my sleeves right now. And I don't care. I'll drop this whole yogi meditator, but what's her address? I'm going over there right now. It's not me specifically, but I'm actually just thinking of some clients and people, you know, it's, it's so common in our, it is. In our society. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I will yogi drop kick them. No, 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 no one. If you are a mama, you are a goddess. The way that you orchestrate your day is perfect. If that is laying on the couch for 18 hours, know that that is exactly what you should be doing. Exactly what you should be doing. There's no guilt, zero guilt. You take that word and you toss it. Whatever decision you make is the right decision. No room for guilt here. Just be amazing. Mm. Oh, that makes my, my blood's, but I don't need to work out right now. You got my blood boiling. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So good. Yeah. I, I just think of like the husbands and stuff like that. Like I know a friend recently had a baby and, and it just feels like everything falls on the wife because that's just the society or, you know, the mom, that's a society we've been in and you're pregnant, but you should still be working and lifting 50 pound boxes and you should still be cleaning the house and cooking. And now you have a baby, so you should be the one getting up at night. And I'm just seeing it more and more because I'm kind of in that, um, I guess in that part of my life, but it's driving me crazy. <laughs> uh, oh, and it um, absolutely should. So I have only one piece of advice for moms out there. If they're about to be a mom, if they are a mom already, and it's listen to no advice, nothing, whatever you feel in your heart, whatever you feel in your mind, do that today. There is nothing out there. You've got this. You've got everything that you need is right in your beautiful, wonderful heart and mind and hands. Whatever you decide to do with that, we won today. That's it. You don't need, oh, I should be doing this. And oh, I should be going out for these walks with all these other stroller moms. And boy, I should be back in shape. I know none, zero zilch, whatever you decide to do, that's it. I agree. And I think this uh, this echoes to even not moms and, and all people. Really yeah, like that's what I was going to say, Natalie, is like I can even take away uh, a huge piece of adv advice from all of this, too, as a, as a single person. And, and I don't have children, but I'm a businesswoman. And I know that uh, in my life, if I don't take care of myself, the, the rest of the projects that I'm working on, the people around me, they all, you know, are affected. So it's like I have to come first. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, absolutely. I tell my beautiful, amazing clients, just close your eyes every day and picture that you are holding a pitcher to your chest. So this glass pitcher to your chest. You are not allowed to dump out any of your water or your iced tea or whatever you got in your fancy little pitcher into anyone else's glass until that pitcher is full and overflowing. 
Now look down into that picture. When was the last time you put something in that picture for yourself? A meal that really nourished yourself, moving in a way that felt good, not painful to yourself. Something that was just for you. It could have been a bath. It could have been putting on an amazing mask and just putting your toes up and reading a funny whatever. doesn't matter. When was the last time you filled up that jug? And if you made this rule of, I will not give to anyone else. If you're the most charitable, given you make cookies and whatever, and you're always helping, fine, you do that. You can't do that until your pitcher is full and overflowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no matter who you are or what you do, you won't show up the same in the world unless you take care of you. Mm-hmm. And I love that last week we were talking on our podcast about uh, the taboo taboo word, I guess, loneliness and how it should be okay to talk about being lonely. And I think it it's the same with the word being selfish. Like that's honestly, that gets under my skin because I've been called it a lot throughout my life, but um, it, it shouldn't be something that we should feel negative about. It should, should be something, especially people who are chronically ill, that we should get better at being selfish. And that doesn't mean not care about the people around us. It means we know our limits. And if we push them and we're not selfish, it's just going to mean we're out for weeks or, or we get, you know, end up in the hospital. I find that the people that most often will say that you're selfish and are just, they work, work, work to help others or do things for others. And this is why I called my podcast, Your Wellness Journey. I see us all on our own path. You have your own road that you are walking to wherever it goes up and down and round and round. And sometimes you're high and sometimes you're low. It doesn't matter. It's an amazing path. It's what you get to walk every single day while you're here just you are on this path. Now there are people on the side of the path. There are people that are coaching you, that are helping you. They do not belong on your path. And we have so many people that they want to just help. They want to do everything for the people in their lives, not because they're the most amazingly helpful, giving beautiful, selfless souls on the planet, but because they do not want to get on their own wellness journey. That's too scary for them. It is so much easier to get off their path, get onto someone else's, get onto their sisters, onto their best friends, onto their spouses, onto their kids and say, I will help you. I will walk with you down your path because it is so scary for me to face the things in my past and get on my path alone. Mm. I love and I see, I see that all, all the time. These people that are so giving, they're just the most amazingly giving people. And you stop and you talk with them and, you know, close the door and be like, okay, girl, how you doing? And they just break down because Mm -hmm. it's like, I can't deal with what happened to me when I was 13. I can't go back there. I'm so afraid of going on my path. So I'm just going to jump back and forth to everyone else's and they see you and you're dealing with your own stuff. You're making progress on your own path and they're not on theirs. And that makes, what does that make them feel? Yeah. And I think that, that, that totally, um, it's not just women that do that too. Like men, probably men who are calling other women selfish are the men who can't tap into their own wellness journey and their Mm -hmm. feelings. And same goes with women. Yeah. That's so many gems in this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's another part of people labeling, labeling you selfish. And so we have our one, if I talked a wee bit about coffees, but it's coffee is a wee bit more of a mindset as well of 
you are focusing on you. You are growing, you are changing. What you want to do, what you need to do is changing. And there are people that are totally 100% fine doing exactly what they have been doing their entire life. They don't want to change. We're surrounded by individuals like that. They're totally cool eating exactly what they ate for the last 40 years. They don't care. It's not great for them. They're just going to do it. They're not listening to you. So what they say is you're leaving me. You're going on to your next step and you're kind of leaving me in the dust and I don't want to be left by you. So I will criticize you. I want to pull you back to where I am because I'm not taking a foot forward step. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of the people, when you look at them and they, you see them saying they're criticizing you, I always just send those people love because they're afraid. They're afraid to take that next step. They see you going. They see you moving. They see you rising. And they are afraid to take that next step and be right alongside of you. And that's okay. It might not be their time. This might not be their lifetime to do that. Maybe they have another role while they're here. That's totally cool. But understand every time someone does some kind of criticism to anything I'm doing or part of, I just send them love and go, it's okay. Wherever you are is okay. You don't have to follow me. You don't have to come to where I am, whatever level you're at. If that's where you want to be, do it. But at some point, something happens, maybe a chronic illness where you're like, dang girl, I got to step it up. We got to change something. And that's usually when a lot of people make those changes is when they are faced with something that is a reminder that sometimes you have to make changes in your life to uh, to be a healthier person all around. And and then, yeah, you're faced with something like a, a chronic illness and, and you have no choice but to make those choices. Yeah, absolutely. It's illness. And, you know, I, I haven't experienced any severe illness in my life. I've had a few surgeries and some really painful traumatic events have gone on, but um, all of those have left me in very interesting places where it level, it's kind of doing exactly what this coronavirus is doing to us all. It takes the day that you get that diagnosis from a doctor, the day that you figure out what really happened to you. It's like we stop and everything that was on your plate is pushed off. Mm -hmm. Everything stops. Everything. Your to-do list doesn't matter. Going out with the girls on Saturday night doesn't matter. We are dealing with something heavy here and it has replaced everything that was there. And we are forced to look at ourselves and our decisions in such a different, beautiful light, but there it's an opportunity to get back to you. And sometimes I, I know that what I see when dealing with clients and big, big things that are on their plate, whether it's something physical or mental or emotional or a significant trauma that they're dealing with is something's been placed in your path to stop you to get, look at, Hey, what are you doing, girl? This is not your path. This is not where you're supposed to be. You're not getting to where you're supposed to be in life doing what you're doing. I'm about to shake things up in your world to point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So what I what I think is so beautiful kind of about the whole coronavirus thing right now is um, every single person gets a view into what a chronic illness person's life is like when they get that diagnosis, or even if they've just been sick for, you know, 15 years or whatever. And a lot of the time prior to this happening, we would have to like 
you know, explain or be selfish or think about how to say no and how to, you know, not go out on outings and, you know, have the time to think about everything, like everything that people are going through right now because of coronavirus. We had to go through it, but no one understood. And now it's kind of cool to think even when this is done, we can look back and say, hey, you know, when we were self-isolating, that's my life. So sorry, I can't go out right now or things like that. Like, it's kind of cool to see that um, the whole world's getting that consciousness of understanding yeah, how to be selfish. <laughs> we're, we're, we're developing this compassion. It's, mm. it's amazing to be in a place where so often someone will go through a tragedy. They've been in a car accident or someone very close to them has passed and they're going through it and you feel like you're alone going through it, even though your brother's going through it or someone else close to you is going through it. They're going through it their own way. It's so very binding to all these individuals that we are all going through the same thing. I don't care what you're doing. Like say if you follow Beyonce online and you're like, oh, Beyonce is flying to London to see the new club that's opening. Oh, that's great. Nah, Beyonce is doing exactly what I'm doing at home today. It's every single person. We're all doing the exact same thing. Oh, are we going out to get a manicure? No, we're not doing that. Let's just laugh and see what can we do? How can we still stay as connected as possible? And that's, that's what I love about this. The big thing, this social distancing, and I hate that term. I always try to think, how are we social nearing? Forget this. We're physically distancing. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. How can we socially near, get near, closer to people? We, we, we just, we are not individuals that can get through this alone. And I, my heart goes out to the people that are, you know, they've lost their job. They are at home and they are alone. And some of these people are super social people. I have people in my family that fall into this and they are alone at home and there's no one else there. And that's, you can go pretty deep into some dark, dark corners when you're Mm -hmm. in that place. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that, Marla, is because I know you mentioned the word trauma a few times. And I read somewhere recently that uh, for a lot of us, especially those of us who are by ourselves during this time uh, where we're spending more time, you know, alone at home and and reflecting back on certain things like traumas in our life, um, it's an opportunity to start, you know, healing those areas that maybe weren't healed before. What would you say to that? Because I know that you're you're all about healing, you know, yourself. So I absolutely think that this is a tremendous opportunity for us to take. And I, I read online this one um, phrase that I love. We're all in this place of an epic pause. We're all stopping in our life. We're not walking down this wellness journey. We're all in this epic pause where we can take a moment, look behind us, what's back there that it's time to get rid of. I don't want to carry it anymore. I don't want to carry what my ex-boyfriend did in second year university anymore. I I don't want to carry that trauma of, you know, moving 16 times when I was little and what that did. I don't want to carry that. It's too much. It's too much of a burden at this point. And how can we get rid of it? The issues that we come up to is, and I've said this before, is that think of yourself as this beautiful, amazing house, not even this house, this like mansion, this castle. And every day you get to go to work on this 
masterpiece that is you. And you look down to your waist and there's a tool belt there and you have a gazillion tools and you use those tools to help craft this beautiful masterpiece that is just you. During this coronavirus, a lot of our tools are missing out of our tool belt. What are the things that you do to make you feel better? And it could be going to get your nails done. And it could be, you want to know what I just like to, I don't know, go to the bookstore and just on Thursday afternoons, I always go to the bookstore for 45 minutes. All right. I want to hug my best friend. That is medicine. That is a tool in your tool belt. And we look down and we're all expected to heal. Oh, this is a great opportunity to heal down to that tool belt. Guaranteed 80% of the tools in that tool belt of yours, they're missing right now. So we really have to dig in deep. And what are we turning to? And we're seeing this so often and more often than not, when you do, you know, get up the nerve to watch TV, we're seeing that suicide rates are up, alcohol consumption of is up. Relapsing from addiction is way up. Drug use is up. And we are turning to things that are in our tool belt because they do help people feel better. Are they going to help you feel better the next day, the next hour, a month from now? Maybe not, but you have used them in the past to help you feel better. And people are reaching to the things, you know, liquor stores are still open. You can go there and buy as much vodka as you want but that's not actually doing work. So just being so gentle and kind with yourself right now and understanding that we need to just be as compassionate and kind as possible. We don't have to move mountains at this time. We just have to be able to sit and honestly listen to what is coming up to the surface. Yeah, I think that's so important and and especially for everyone struggling with that, knowing that it's okay mm-hmm. and you need to just take a step back and, and have compassion for yourself and and go within. Yeah, I've uh, I've started a, I, you know, being this strong, fiery pitta naturally and coming from a long line of these fierce females that are also equally as pitta fiery. I had a really hard time learning the value of crying. To me, crying was, you know, I was used to, in the CEO world, I had staff, I had the corner office, I did all this blah stuff. If if one of my staff members came to me and he or she was crying, I'd be like, ooh, this is a sign of weakness. And so I did not have a good understanding as the rule of crying and how important it is in our regular self-care process. And now I, I build crying time into my every single day. And it's the best, most therapeutic five minutes of my day. Hands down, I do not miss it. I will do, and I will miss brushing my teeth for a day as opposed to not crying. And what happens is we have all these beautiful, wonderful emotions that come to the surface. It doesn't matter what they are. They are your body telling you giving you information. And every single emotion you have, it's, this is your body, your mind, your heart, helping you make your next decision. And we have to listen to that. So something's coming up and it's right under our skin. And you, maybe you even get a lump in your throat and you're so sad. Well, what do we do? We push it down. We push it down because we are brave, especially as women nowadays, because we're taking on, we are power women. We are strong. We are CEOs. So we have to be more, you know, quote unquote male, which means 
we're not in tune to our emotions. Well, that's a load of BS. We need to use these emotions. So I just say, all these things are coming to the surface. It doesn't matter if you're upset about, you know, I try not to watch news so much, but every time I watch it, I get very impacted by, oh my gosh, what's going on here? And I can't believe this. Oh my gosh, you know, Nova Scotia, what's happening? And you feel all these things. And what happens is it's time to let them go. So they come to the surface. You can feel yourself getting emotional. So there's two things that can happen. One is you can push it down, which means it'll be back tomorrow and it'll probably be bigger and better and worse for you tomorrow, or you can let it out. It is right under your skin. Let it out. Do not carry that anymore. Came to the surface to tell you something. There's two directions that can go back in, get it out. So I just, every morning I've started this, uh, walk, uh, what is it? Climb Mount Everest from home challenge. So I go up and down my flight of stairs. I am sweating like crazy. Cause I was like, what the heck? I'm your, your endurance is totally blasted out when you're not going to the gym. It was so cold a few weeks ago. We weren't getting out. We weren't running or not that I even like running anyway. I'll do it <laughs> if I absolutely have to, but I don't. But how can I get my endurance? How can I build that up? So I was like, heck with it. I'm doing this, you know, walk up and down the stairs 110 times every single day, back to back. Takes me about half an hour. I am sweating buckets, absolute buckets by the end of this. And it's such a great, great feeling to move things around, move things in your head, move things in your heart. But as soon as I am done that, I am already there. I'm already so emotional. I feel like I've basically ran a marathon every single day. And it's like the feeling you have when you're, well, I shouldn't say that because I've never run a marathon in my life, but I've done a couple half marathons that you are at mile 13 and you're almost there. And it's just this crazy rush of emotions. I feel that every day because I sweat so much. At that point, I cry. I go into the bathroom, I get down on the floor and I cry for whatever. And if it's not the, a day that I'm sad, I cry in joy. I don't care. We're getting this out and how important, especially we're all home right now. No one's seeing you. No one can see you crying. No one. If you have to cry for 45 minutes a day, awesome. You got something out of you that mm -hmm. was in you before. You can hold it in. And what does it contribute to? Disease you know, some of these big issues that we're talking about here and get it out. This is a safe place for the next, you know, who knows how many more months we're going to be in this place. Allow this to be a great time of healing and don't look at crying as a weakness. This is your strength. This is your powerhouse. You want to knock it out of the park and say, I really worked on me. Get that stuff out. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, I love crying. So I, I echo that. <laughs> It just feels so good afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. oh, it, it feels so good. I'm just, I'm by the end of it, I'm crying for joy that why didn't I do this? Why didn't I start this decades ago? Why didn't I know that this is kind of our super strength? And, you know, it's funny, my background studying and working in animal conservation of how we are one of the only species that does cry. And, you know, there's many theories about exactly what, well, we all cry, but it's, you know, there's an onion or there's a big gust of wind that comes up. Um, male elephants have a very interesting crying mechanism when they're in must. But for us, this emotional crying is so important in the actual chemicals. It's not just salt and it's not just water. We're actually getting 
emotions out of us that would have just continued to build in our system. So it's, it's so important to include that, you know, have a bath every day, you know, put on a fancy mask, listen to some great dance music and just dance and cry every single day and embrace it and be like, dang straight, big check mark for me. I got my cry on. I got something out. I am better. I am lighter. I am freer because of those five minutes I gave to myself. And it feels so good to let those feelings out. And like you said, the more you stuff them down, it's where illness comes from. That's that's mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. your emotions are these little tiny things knocking on your shoulder saying, are you going to listen to me? Are you going to listen to me? Okay, you're not listening to me. I really need to get your attention. And how does your body really get your attention? Mm-hmm. So, so, so important. Yeah. Especially with all of us amazing business women, we are these empresses of these companies we run. We think we must be strong. We must be masculine. No, I'm not going to, I'm going to wear the power suit. I'm not going to wear the frilly dress, blah, 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 whatever. Get that and toss that out. That's not helping anyone. Get in touch with those beautiful, wonderful emotions and say, what are they trying to tell me? How are they, you know, something happens where you're like, oh, here's a great um, business opportunity. I'm going to totally do this. And something in your emotions is telling you, this doesn't feel right. Oh, but on paper, this looks good. And I'm going to make this kind of money. And this is a smart decision. This is a CEO decision. Those little emotions just keep going in the background. They're trying to help you. They're helping you make your next decision listen to them. I love that. On that note, we'll kind of wrap up our podcast and we have a question at the end we ask everyone. And that is, what does success mean to you? Oh, this is a big one. Being being this fiery pitta, you know, so much of what I've done to get me to this point in various careers are about, just to be honest, ego. And that has not helped me. Ego does not help, well, really anyone. Success means failure. You have to love to fail. You have to need to fail because in order to create, I might have a hundred ideas. One might be okay. One might be good, but you have to be able to enjoy and embrace and have fun with all the failures. I would do epic failures left, right, and center. means I'm getting up every morning and trying. That's what it means. And so success means failing, means loving failing and having so much fun with it. So enjoy your every single failure because that is why you're a success. You, For every one success you have, you have at least 100 failures. So rock it. Rock every single failure you have. That's so good. I love that. <laughs> Fantastic advice. Yes. So Marla, the floor is yours. What would you like to tell our listeners about? Where can they find you? What are you working on? Oh, so I am at, you can find me on Instagram. It's at Marla.bar and Marla.bar is also my website. And the big thing that I'm working on right now is this 90 day yoga warrior program where me and a handful of people from around the planet, we are investing 90 days into ourselves, And I have come up with the 13 different ways. And this is, we're checking in with them every single day of how you doing? How you doing? These are 13 different ways of what you and I need to do build into our routines. 
every single day, how we need to move our heart and our mind and deal with past stuff and what we want to bring into it. So we come out of this planet crazy, stronger and healthier. So yeah, we kick off in a, this week, but uh, yeah, people can join anytime over the next month or so. And it's, so it's a 90 day yoga warrior program. And yeah, it, it, there's going to be lots of crying and lots of leaning on virtual shoulders. You have to get, you have to be really ready to let go of a ton in order to step into your true self. And that's okay. So yeah, it's going to be absolutely fun. I can't wait. I want to start like right this second. <laughs> so beautiful. You guys can find links to all of that in our show notes below. And thank you again so much, Marla, for being here and just for all the advice and, and the chat. And I know it helped me, so I'm sure it helped our listeners. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks so much for listening. If you like our show and want to know more, follow us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore. Join us next week for an all new episode.